Hey guys, welcome back to the Weather Lighted Podcast, the podcast where we illuminate things in the Word of God, illuminate things in the spirit realm, and we work to strengthen the believer. I'm Ruben, I'm your host for today. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you all guys are having a nice time in this second week of quarantine. I know it's rough for many of us. I know that it's been hard, but it's been blessed because we have the Lord. We have the hope, the hope of glory, which in Jesus, and we've been spending time with him, hopefully. (laughs) We've been um, illuminating things. We've been studying things in the word. And these last few weeks and the next coming weeks are very exciting, and I hope you tune in. So before we start off, I have a special word for you. But before we start off with that special word, let's go ahead and pray as usual. Father God, we come to you today. And we ask you that you come in and take over. We ask that you come in and and supercharge the place, supercharge our lives. We ask that you come in and you you wreck us. You come in and you mold us. You come in and you energize us. You come in and you, you craft us as the grand crafter. We come in and we ask you, Lord, that we come to you in humility. And we say, Lord, what do we have? What do you have for us today? What do you have for us today? We can't come asking nothing but offering everything to you. Make We make room for you. Holy Spirit, we make room for you. And we say, be Lord over us. It's not enough to be alone. It's not enough to have you. But we, you, we ask you to be Lord over us and guide us. In Jesus' name, teach us. We thank you in advance and we love you. In Jesus' name. So today's topic is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. What is the kingdom of heaven? What does it look like? How does it operate? We know that the kingdom of heaven is a, a physical place. We know that there are many heavens actually in the biblical ter- in the b- biblical tenses. There in the biblical context, there are multiple heavens, and we know that first and foremost, the most obvious is the kingdom of heaven, in which the heaven, the physical place, which God the Father sits in His throne, and the Son sits on his right hand and the angels they they go back and forth from heaven to earth where they are based the saints live the believers live the the where paradise is now currently we know there's a physical heaven but today i want to twist things a little bit and not in a bad way but i want to twist things and make you see something different in the scriptures that you may not have seen before. You may have heard of it, but not in this way. And I want to go ahead and get into that today. So, again, we know that the kingdom of heaven is eternity itself. It is a physical entity that encapsulates a small piece of the essence of God. Why is that? Because eternity lives in heaven. What is eternity? Eternity is God. So God lives in heaven. So therefore, heaven contains a piece of eternity, which is God. Because it is a creation of God. And everything that is a creation of God, and it contains a piece of God. 
because it's it's like his watermark. It's like his his print, his signature. In Matthew three, specifically, we see a picture of the John the Baptist in the wilderness. We see him crying out to the people. We see him crying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." What does the kingdom of heaven being at hand mean? What is it? What is that? What is the kingdom of heaven? John the Baptist was actually proclaiming for people to turn from their wicked ways and repent, which also means repent also means to change your mind, and goes on to say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the kingdom of heaven has come near to us. But what does that mean? Is heaven itself the place? Has that come down? Has that come to be on earth? No, 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 no. That that's not what that means. His saying, "Kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand," means that Jesus was coming. That Jesus was moving. Jesus coming was a representation of the actual will of heaven. Jesus carrying out the will of the Father was actually physically carrying heaven around as he walked. As he walked, he himself was the darling of heaven. So we know that the the few we know um, specifically in the future heaven and the future new earth that Jesus is the focal point, the centerpiece of both heaven and earth. He was both a man of earth, but so equally a man of heavenly descent. So let's go back. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. What does that mean? That means turn and change your mind. For Jesus is coming and he has come. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is. It's the presence or the coming of Jesus. And that's what I'm going to explore in this podcast episode today. So again, what is it? The kingdom can be seen as the way the Lord operates. It is the manifested, not always physically, but it is a manifestation of his will and his protocol. And of the spiritual protocol. Heaven itself is a location that is manifested. It's a place that contains, as I said before, it contains all the physical properties of God. But at the same time, let me pose this. So are we. We are physical beings. We can say that we are a physical location. And we contain God inside of us, living, dwelling inside of us through the Holy Spirit. So let's take it back. Let's go back, back, back. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go back to the beginning. We are a physical being made in the likeness of God. And the earth was made for us. Just as in a parallel, just as in parallel, God lives in heaven. And he has made that a place of his habitation to rule as well. We were made actually as a parallel to God. We were made in his likeness. So that means that he made us. To be a mirror image of him. That's why when we read the Bible, we read it to not only find out who Jesus is, but to find out our identity. Because as we read that mirror, the Bible says it's it's as looking as in a mirror. This this book, this Bible, this words, these words, these words from God, they shape us back into who we are supposed to look like. We, when someone tells you you are something. You should come back and say, no, 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 no. I am what the word of God says I am. Because it is a mirror. Because it is a mirror. And so, 
The only thing, though, heaven was originally, heaven was our heaven, our heaven, personally, our heaven was originally actually earth in Genesis. Our heaven was originally earth. How can that be? What do you mean by that? What you asked me, what do you mean by that? If you look at Genesis, we actually never see any interaction with Adam and Eve in heaven. We never see any interaction with man in heaven. Why is that? Because our version of heaven was earth. Because we were called to rule it. But, but the only interaction that we do have from heaven, the only interaction that was close to heaven was when God the Father came down and walked and met with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. That was literally a divine encounter daily. Or can I say the divine encounter daily? So the only encounter with the kingdom of heaven was God himself coming down to meet with the earth, with humans, with us. Isn't that the essence of the kingdom of heaven becoming near? If the creator of both heaven and earth comes down himself to commune with us humans, isn't that the essence of the kingdom of heaven? So the kingdom of heaven being near, drawing near, is God himself communing, supping, abiding with us. The kingdom of heaven itself being so near because the one who communes with us, the same God who made heaven and earth, the universe, the same God who lives in the believer, the kingdom of heaven is in the believer as long as Jesus dwells in him or her. And all of this, see, that means the kingdom of heaven is actually our inside, our indwelling. Because we have been made into a tabernacle. The Holy of Holies has been made inside of us. We are the now, in essence, we could say we are the kingdom of heaven. Inside of us is the kingdom of heaven. And this gives so much new meaning to scriptures. Like when he says he supplies all of your needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Because the man with all the riches and glory is Christ Jesus, is the Father, is God, is the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit lives in you. So everything that we need is in us. And God himself, as in the Garden of Eden, has come down to dwell forever in the believer with the Holy Spirit as a seal. How amazing is that? This means that everything we need is already in us. The King of glory, the King of kings, through the Holy Spirit lives in us. So when circumstances come, when illness tries to knock at our door, when lack lies on you, when slander is present, when the weightiness of this world tries to beat you down, the answer is not all around you. The answer is not to look up at a faraway place. The answer is in you already. And that thing in you is in the kingdom of heaven. It is Jesus. The presence of Jesus is the kingdom of heaven. Wherever he is, wherever he is, is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is in you. He is the solution. He is the breadwinner. He is the ever-present help. He is in you through the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is at hand. 
This is why when we say repent and accept Christ, now no, it's not as a thing to scare people. It's not a thing to to uh, to yell fire and brimstone, but. It's us acting as a herald, bringing great news that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is now inside of us at the new birth. The king of kings, the lord of lords, now dwells inside of you. How glorious, how magnificent, how exciting is that? That now we don't have to wait to die. We don't have to wait to travel to any specific location, any physical place to meet with the maker of the universe, to meet with Jesus. He follows us wherever we go because he lives inside of us. And actually, this reminds me, it reminds me of um, how you hear in all the love songs, like, uh, it reminds me of like John Legend, All of Me, like when he says heaven is a place on earth with you or when places say like, oh, heaven is where you are or heaven is where I'm, when I'm with you. Heaven is literally... The home for God. And guess what we are? The home, our dwelling place for God. We are the home, our dwelling place for God. So again, this means the kingdom of heaven is wherever the presence of the Lord is. That's why on earth is as it is on heaven. That's why, because we desire to spread Jesus, we desire to cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. We desire to tell the weak they have a newfound strength. We desire to give the good news. We desire to spread Jesus like a plague. Because he was not only come to see us, not only come to heal, not only come to die and be resurrected. No, he has come to stay and dwell in us. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is a move of God. The kingdom of of heaven is a move of God. It is where the Lord is doing a work on the earth. The Lord bringing as his prayer like we just said on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven being at hand means the kingdom of heaven being near. And it is in fact near because heaven or the essence of heaven itself is in the believer. The creator of heaven is within you. So as we walk, we bring everything he had, everything he is. And as we walk and talk, as we operate in what Jesus did, the daughters of Christ, the sons and daughters of Christ begin to spread heaven. Just like in the natural, in, in, in a negative sense, a virus is spread. In the positive sense, heaven is being spread by the sons and daughters of Christ who have yielded themselves, taken up their crosses, and have become hosts and carriers. The Bible speaks in Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. It says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I shall hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will hear their land. This is the same thing as saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There is a move happening and based on your response, based on our response, based on what we do in response to that call, that changes how that move affects that person, how if we operate in that move, if we receive that move, the kingdom of God being at hand, repent for the kingdom of God at hand is the same as saying, humble yourself, call 
on me. Seek my face. And I will do a thing. Repent and as we turn away from all that doesn't matter and simply run to Jesus and all with all of our being, a move of God happens. Heaven is not the only, not only present, not only near, but it comes and becomes active in the person's life. In this season, the Lord is saying there is a move coming. And with this move, you must tune into my ear. Repent and humble yourselves. Humble yourselves to pray. And when we may not miss out, so that we may not miss out on the move, you may not miss out on the coming Messiah. And you may not just miss him coming back. Not just him coming back. Not just our Jesus to come back. But to... To, to miss the move of him coming in this move, Jesus himself and the essence of heaven is coming. Again, not only physical, not only is Jesus coming back to pick us up, he is coming through the sons and daughters and the church being active and the church being on fire. It's the season for a move of the kingdom of heaven. Once again, like in Acts, the church shall rise up and say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And what does that mean? So we are crying, turn away, turn away, don't miss out on this move. Matthew 13, um, verses, starting with verses 24 through 30, Jesus pre presented another parable to them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, and the tares became evident also, the slaves of the landowners came and said to him, Sir, did you not see, did you not see good, did you not sow good seed into the field? Then how does it have tears? And he said to them, "An enemy has done this." The slave said to him, "Do you uh, do what you want? Do you want us then to go and gather them up?" But he said, "No." He said, "No." While you were gathering up the tares, you may also uproot the wheat with them, and both allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them up, but gather the wheat." into my barn this is the same thing for saying repent for the kingdom of god is at hand because it's saying or the kingdom of heaven rather because it is saying satan is coming to sow into the life of a believer he's coming to sow tears that things that look seemingly good things that look seemingly well to come and to be sown into the life of the believer but in order to not miss out, in order to operate into the kingdom of heaven fully, a sifting, a sanctification must happen. Repentance and deliverance must first happen. So the Lord is calling out to us and saying, I see the things in us. I see the things in my children that do not belong. And I've already forgiven them. And, but all they have to do is let go. For if they let go and cleanse themselves, 
I will do a work in them. And I will move through them. He says, surely I am coming. Matthew 28, 20, 25 rather, starting with verse 1 through 13 says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins. You know the story of the, of the ten virgins. They came to take their lamps, and they went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five of them were prudent. For the foolish took their lamps, and they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came and to those who were ready with him the, uh, to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgin also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. But he, and he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. This is the same thing again. A move is coming. Jesus is coming back, whether it be in a move of God or him physically coming. He's saying, be ready. He's saying, be ready. He's saying, cleanse yourselves. He's saying, fill yourself up with oil. Because this is the time that we need to be filled up with oil. This is not the time that we need to be to, to play. This is not the time that we need to be distracted and lazy. This is the time that we need to spend time with the Lord and be sober-minded. We need to be connected to the voice of the Father, hearing the directions He gives, because the directions determine this next move. And where the enemy has tried to stop it, He will never, He will never prevail. He will never, He will never succeed. He will never succeed. We must be ready. We must be ready. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. This is a similar thing. Starting with verse 1 through 14. Jesus spoke to them again in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. And he sent out his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast. And they were unwilling to come. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatted livestock are all butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went their way. And to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. But the king was enraged. And he set his armies and destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding isn't ready, but those who were invited are not worthy. Go therefore to the main highways, and as many as you find there, invite them to the wedding feast. Those slaves went out to the streets and gathered together all they found, both evil and good. And the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. 
But when the king come in to look at the dinner guest, he saw a man who was not dressed in wedding clothes. And he said to them, Friend, how did you come here without the wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into outer darkness, into the place of be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called but few are chosen. There is a call happening. The kingdom of God is at hand. There is a call happening. Repent first, for the kingdom of God is at hand. There is a call happening. Jesus is calling. And he's looking for a church that is ready. Not both in, in both his return and in both his coming movement. There is a call that we must answer or we must decline and our actions and our mentality and what we do in our hearts and the motive of our hearts determines our response to that action our response to that call the kingdom of god is the kingdom of heaven is a move that's in the believer The kingdom of heaven is a move that happens or is ignited from the life of the believer. The kingdom of heaven is in the essence. It is the essence of revival. Revival truly means a move of Christ. Actually, I could say revival means the coming of Christ. For the train, his train fills the temple as he comes his train fills the temple revival is his coming in that train filling the temple he's coming he's coming the kingdom of heaven is all of which is of which is god being released into the atmosphere and onto the earth it is something Something that is coming. It is someone who is coming. The kingdom of heaven being at hand means that all of which is come or is to come is coming soon to a repentant state of heart. Are you ready? If revival came tomorrow, are you ready? If God did a work tomorrow, are you ready? If God did a new thing today, are you ready? If he came back today, are you ready? There is a move of God. And everything we need is already in us. Everything we need is already in us. The kingdom of heaven is already in us. Where we ask and we beg and we say, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? Lord, I see the circumstances around me. Lord, I see the storms raging. Lord, I see the deadly thing touching everyone. Lord, I see the wicked ones prospering. Where are you? The still small voice in you says, I've been here all along because the kingdom of heaven is inside of you. He dwells inside of you. He longs. He longs to dwell inside of us. He longs to be intimate with us. That's why he lives inside of us. He, he said when he died, he said, it's not enough for me to just die. It's not enough for me to save my children, but I, I have to be so close to them. I love them so much. I love my bride so much. I have to live inside of them. And I... Not only to make 
their lives easier through the Holy Spirit. Let them empower them to live this life. But so I can be so intimately close to them that when they think I'm so far away, the Lord says I'm here and I've been here this whole time. This is what the Lord's crying out. He's saying the kingdom of heaven is in you. So don't look anywhere else. Don't look for excuses. Don't look at excuses. Don't use any excuses. Don't come to me with excuses because I have been here all along kingdom of heaven is inside of you the kingdom of heaven is inside of us when we have lack when we have needs the kingdom of heaven is inside of us jesus is inside of us everything we need is inside of us so when we approach this life whatever we need he's already given we just have to tap into it through the finished work of christ on calvary we have access to everything in Him. And as the Word says, as He abides in us and we abide in Him, or we abide in Him and Him in us, it's a mutual abiding that He has already ha- He has already done a work. He is doing a work. All He ever asks from us is a response. That's my king. My king is the one who is ever present. He's ever present. When you need someone, he is closer than a brother. When you need someone, he's closer than the skin on my bones. When you need him, he is closer than my own thoughts in my head. He is closer to me. He knows me. He formed me in my womb. He knew me in the womb. He knew me before the womb. He knew me at the foundations of the earth. And that same God lives in us. So how can the church be, um, how can we be defeated? How can we not be victorious? How can we not be prosperous? And not only physically, financially, and spiritually, how can we not be prosperous in us? How can we not be prosperous if prosperity itself the man with all the riches and glory lives in us. So we should not be living in lack of any sort. We should not. Because uh, Psalm 23 says, um, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want the answer to everything, every lack, every need is in you. And it's not just money. It's not cars. It may be part of it. But that's not everything. Because you can have your cars. You can have your money and be miserable. But when you have the solution to this world. Living in you. And you tap into that. You're at a whole nother level. The kingdom of heaven is inside of you. I just feel led to say that again multiple times the kingdom of heaven is is inside of you the kingdom of heaven is inside of you the kingdom of heaven is inside of you and I just the kingdom of heaven is inside of you how amazing is that how amazing is that the kingdom that it's funny because the believer As believers, we live our life with one wish. We live our life, and many of us live this. We live hoping to reach heaven when in reality 
we have heaven in us all along. It's not about reaching heaven in the future alone. It's about bringing heaven into the earth. It's not about just reaching heaven. It's about bringing heaven into the earth before we reach the physical destination. The physical destination and of heaven encapsulate God the Father and God the Son. And us physically encapsulates or spiritually encapsulates God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have the essence of Christ in us. We have the essence of Christ in us. We have the essence of Christ in us. We have the Holy Spirit who leads us to all truth. So how can we be deceived? We have the Holy Spirit who leads us to all truths. So how can we be ignorant? We're ignorant because we choose to. We're ignorant because we have not sought out the one who has all the answers. We are ignorant and unequipped, unprepared. We are defeated because we have not tapped into the potential we have not tapped into what we have already been supplied which is already in us from the beginning of the earth we have been supplied we have been provided for there has been provision while preparing this the spirit of the lord came to me saying there is a move coming of great proportions he said that my children weren't quite ready for and aren't quite ready for it has already happened in the heavenlies and it's going to be manifested into the earth he said the entire world isn't quite ready he said i'm doing a new thing that has never been done and i am ready to impact and impart I'm ready to impart my spirit in a greater measure than ever seen before this is what the Lord told me while preparing this message there's a move coming are you ready are you ready there's a move coming Lord, I ask you, touch us today. Let me just let me just pray over all of us. Lord, I ask you, touch us today. Let us know the promises in the word that were promised to your son. Let us let us be more aware that those promises have been fulfilled in Christ and that that same Christ that fulfilled all the promises all the riches and glory, all the provision lives in Christ and Christ lives in us. Make us more aware of that. Make us more aware of the coming move. Let us be more ready. Let us be more um, on fire. Let us be more tempered. Let us be more... um, let us be refined as in the furnace, as in your furnace. Let us be refined and made into what you need us that we know, no, we don't need to be perfect, but we just need to be yielded. And as we yield ourselves to your spirit, we know that you will do a work in the heavenlies and work in our bodies and work in our spirit and work in our soul. And we will be a huge part of this upcoming move. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of anything that we held above you. We ask you to forgive us as we repent. Lord, we repent. We say we repent for the kingdom of 
heaven is at hand. We don't want to miss out. We repent. We say, Lord, forgive us of everything we have. And those who, who aren't in, in you yet, we say, Lord, those who aren't in you yet, those who don't know you, simply cry out. And say, forgive of us, forgive, forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our sins, and take it away with your blood. For we know your son, he has come down, and he is truly, he's washed us in the blood, he has washed us, and he has made us and raised us up into new life, that which, that of which our old life is dead, and now we are raised up into a new life. And we say, Lord, you are now our forever king, our forever Lord. You're not only our our savior, but you are our Lord. You will rule our lives. Lord, we say that there's a coming move. And we say, make us more aware of you. Connect us more to your, your voice. Connect us more to your spirit. Let us be active. Let us be, let us be active and sharp, sharp, sharp. Let us not be dull. Let us not be drunk with wine. Let us be full of the Spirit of God, full of the Holy Spirit. Let us be more aware of what you have going on. And we give up everything that we have to. Not out of legalism. Not out of religion, but out of love for you. We say you are our number one priority. You are our number one and we make room for this coming thing that you have in our lives. That it's not alone. Our faith without works is dead. That it's not alone that we believe a move is coming. We prepare our lives to to match the coming move. We know that there's a coming move in our lives and prosperity is coming. Um, um, opportunity is coming. Everything, heaven itself is coming. And we ask you to prepare us. And we know that surely you will. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope that you got something from that. I hope you're, you've been blessed from that. I hope you've learned something. As usual, Every single listener, you you really bless me. This podcast really blesses me, and I, I really appreciate every single listener, every single view, every single testimony that will be given. Every single, if you have a testimony you want to give, if you have anything that's placed placed on your spirit, put on your spirit from listening to the podcast, go ahead and you may um, tell me. You may DM me on Instagram. I do have a Instagram now. It's it's a WTLI Pod. That's my handle, WTLIPod. You can DM me there. I have a Twitter at R-E-W-B-S-S underscore Rubes. Or I have, a um, as usual, my, my YouTube. You can check out my YouTube. Um, if you need, if you feel led to sow, if you feel led to um, go ahead and support and sow into the ministry, I have a link in my description of uh, my YouTube channel, my YouTube video. There should be a link in every single video. You can go ahead and do that and... and um, if you've been blessed, feel free to do that because the Lord will bless you a hundredfold back if you do that. Um, uh, if you want to support uh, monthly, I have a, a Patreon. You can go ahead and do that. Um, I just pray that you've been blessed. I pray that everything in your week goes perfectly. And if not perfectly, I pray that the Lord's hand will be on your life and end your week and that he 
stays your main priority. I pray he stays your priority. I love you guys. I hope to see you next week. Bye. Thank <music> you.